0: You are listening to a live broadcast from Faith Worship Center in Portia, Arkansas. And I'm so glad to be that they could come with me and be here tonight. The book of Luke, have you found it? Chapter 11 in the book of Luke. And give me a good Portia, Arkansas, amen, when you're there. Amen. amen. And yes, let's stand for God's the reading of God's word. Amen, amen. The Bible says this, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. And let's skip down to verse 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before Him. Jesus, speaking to His disciples, was preparing them for ministry here. And He said, a friend of mine has come to Me, and I have nothing to set before Him. And it's a type of the church, in and of the flesh. Charisma won't do it. Planning won't do it. Programs won't do it. I have in myself nothing to set before the people that come. I have nothing to set before those who are in need. And as in, and he's painting that picture for us in this text. And so true is it today. I have nothing to set before them in and of the flesh, but the Spirit of God does. Amen? And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed, I cannot rise and give you. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as much as he needs. And that's the question tonight, what does the world need? What do people need? Because of his importunity, I'll give him all that he needs. I want to come back to that, but I want to point your attention to verse 13. If ye then being evil, this is where Jesus takes this text, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? And in case we missed it, of course we didn't read it, but He said He gives it to those who ask and keep on asking. To those who knock and keep on knocking. To those who seek, and keep on seeking. He said, Those who seek will find, those who ask shall receive, and to those who knock, the door will be open. But it will require an individual to recognize the true need and have importunity. What's that mean? Everyone say persistence. Someone who recognizes the true need of the day and the hour and has a persistence. In asking God, God, I need it. God, we need you. God, in this day and with this hour, we're going to have to keep on knocking and keep on asking because you know what? The things we truly need, we keep asking for. And when the church gets a hold of this truth that we need a move of the Holy Spirit... We need to keep asking for the third member of the triune Godhead to come in our midst, to fill our people, to fill our churches, to fill our families, to fill our programs, to fill our plans, that we would have a blessing from above. When we get that in our spirits, we'll be fulfilling these texts. And I want to preach a message to you tonight, what the world needs now. What the world needs now, I know the song says is love, sweet love, but what it needs right now, this I'm talking about tonight, in this day, on this Friday, in our land today and all over the world, the world needs the Holy Spirit, and I want to preach the message tonight, you may be seated, and pray with me and for me. Father, we're asking you for the person of the Holy Spirit to come into this room as He. We know He's already with us. We ask You to anoint our lips, anoint this Word, anoint this message, and help me, Lord God, to deliver it to Your people who are in need, O God, of Your presence. That is our true need, Lord, to be emptied of the flesh and to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be emptied of that which You cannot use and to be given that which only You can use in Your kingdom. And the power of the Holy Spirit is what we need. And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus, everyone here tonight, they would be filled with the Holy Ghost to overflowing. Those who've never experienced that river, tonight they would step in and that river would overflow them. And they would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And they would be filled tonight for this day and for this hour, for this time at hand, for such a time as this. We ask it in Jesus' name. We thank you for your blessing, trusting you'll give it In Jesus' name, everybody said. Everybody said. What does the world need? I want to answer the question tonight, why we really need the Holy Spirit? Why does the early church show such an urgency for members of the body of Christ to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Why does the Bible show an urgency for this happening to take place for this experience of the Holy Spirit to be ours? And I want to answer that question as we go along. But the answer to your asking, the let me say that differently, the the reason for your asking God for the Holy Spirit will depend on who you're hanging around. Your influence. You can ask the disciples if that's true, because I can guarantee you this, if they hadn't been with Jesus they would have not been seeking and asking for the right thing. Can I get an amen? If they hadn't been with the one who was the man pictured in Ezekiel with the line in his hand, and he measured out to me a thousand cubits, and the waters were to the ankles, to the knees, to the loins, as he measured out, if they hadn't been with the one who had been filled with the Holy Spirit without measure, if they hadn't been with the lamb who at the Jordan river had the lamb pictured yet the dove came and rest upon the lamb picturing that the holy spirit would be proved or would be pleased rather with the work the finished work that he would perform on the cross and when you got close to Jesus i'm getting happy right now when you get close to the lamb when you f- snuggle up to the one who redeemed the world, when you get a picture of the place called Golgotha, when you see the sacrificial lamb who represented all the sacrifices of the Old Testament, when you finally meet him, let me guarantee you something. It might ha- happen the first day, but at some point in, in the near future, you're going to come around someone else who's called the third member of the Godhead, the Holy Ghost. You're going to find yourself, if you have a relationship with the lamb you're going to meet the holy spirit in fact you can't be saved without the working of the holy spirit you can't claim jesus is lord 1st corinthians tells us chapter 12 no one says that jesus is lord but by the holy spirit he's the one who draws us to christ he's the one who baptizes us into christ and he's the one who takes up residence at salvation amen so if you're a believer tonight I'm not talking to you about something brand new because if you're in the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in you. He dwells in you. Oh, it's wrong to think that I'm not saved till I speak in tongues. That's not true. So we can count that out. When you're saved, you might speak in tongues. Some speak day one, some might later. The tongues is another thing. I'm not here necessarily to describe, explain all of the dogma about tongues. The greatest relationship is not with tongues, it's with the person of the Holy Spirit. Might be why when we read in the book of Acts, not every time it's accounted for. Not that it didn't happen, but the emphasis is on the new relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's what the world needs. Of course, it's salvation. But for the church, we need something. And who you're hanging around will change your mind about what you're asking for. And yet, because the disciples were convinced that their world, when Christ left, listen, he said, when I go away, it is more expedient for you that I do. Because if I don't go away, come on, you know your Bible's here. What, it won't happen. The comforter. The comforter won't come. But it's expedient for you. It's better for the church that I'm not here. It's better for you that Christ is not here because when I leave, I'm going to send him back and he's going to be in you and he's been with you, but he shall be in you. Now, my source is not from the outside. Mm. My source is on the inside, it's a reproducing dynamo. I don't have to go pull up to the gas tank, I don't have to pull up to the gas station to get more gas. It's already there, baby. It's already there on the inside. He's planted hmm, the person of the Holy Spirit so that when I need the rain, it'll come in its season. Amen. I'll give you the former and the latter. What's that mean? When the rain's needed, it'll be there. That's right. When it seems I can't make it any longer, the Holy Ghost will be there. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. But they were with Christ, so they knew what to ask for. And desperately, they sought for the person of the Holy Spirit. And when they did, listen, the Bible said through these few, the world was turned upside down. Just took somebody who knew what the world needed now. Elisha was convinced in the day that Elijah was to be taken up by a whirlwind into heaven, he was convinced of what the world needed. Yes, he was. You know how I know? Because I heard him pray. What did Elisha pray for? What are you praying for? Well, he prayed for what the world needed. He believed with fervency and deep devotion. It even changed his particular request when Elisha, I'm sorry, Elijah, asked Elisha, What do you want me to do for you before I go? He said, Lord. Or he said, Elijah, I'm asking for a double portion of your spirit to come upon me. And listen, he said to him, he said, Elisha, you're asking a hard thing. Amen. What does that mean? What did it mean? I can't give you the thing you're requesting. Right. It could mean he staked a great claim. He asked God for something great, and we need to ask God for something great. Amen? Amen. Don't ask him for something small. He's a big God. Ask big, amen. But really what it means is Elijah was telling him, you need this, but I'm not the one who can give it to you. But he did tell him that when I leave, if you see me when I'm gone, you will have the thing that you desire. Mm, Getting happy again. What does that mean? That it would come to you, that you would know you have the request. Because God's going to open your eyes. He's going to show you something miraculous. And that's how it happens, folk. He's got to open your eyes as to the need at hand. Hello? If you see me when I'm gone. If God lets you get a glimpse of what's going on in the spirit world then you'll know that you have what you request. What am I saying tonight? When God puts a burden on someone's heart, there's something that you see that no one else can see. He reveals it to you. And you see the need. And he said, give me a double portion. Well, how do I know he knew what the world needed? Because when he asked, he didn't ask for something selfish. He asked for a double portion, which means, you go back to the book of Leviticus, the eldest son was given a double portion from the father who was passing on so he could take care of the rest of the family. I'm going away. You need the Holy Spirit to take care of the rest of the family. I'm going away, Elisha. You need a double portion. And look, they both, the disciples and Elisha, recognized that something was true. They didn't need something new. The disciples recognized we need the same Spirit that was upon Christ to be upon us. Elisha recognized for his generation. Listen, the Holy Spirit is multi-generational. It's not just cool for the old guys. It's cool for my guys. It's cool for the millennials. It's cool for Generation Z and X and Y and all in between. We need the Holy Spirit. Elisha said, I need a spirit that was upon Elijah. I don't need a new fad. I don't need a new program. I don't need something coming down the pike that's new, fresh, hip, and hot. I need the same spirit that was upon Elijah when he stood at Mount Carmel and he told the prophets of Baal, you can go to hell and you can leave and you'll be out of here because we serve the God who answers by fire. Let him be God. We need the same Spirit that was upon Elijah that when the church in Elijah's day got in trouble, he was at the Brook Kidron and all of a sudden felt the supernatural provision of God in a midst of turmoil when the economy of the day was struck. When the economy of the day, they couldn't find rain, they couldn't find sustenance, but there was the prophet of God. He learned to receive God's provision in a time of famine. And Let me tell you something tonight. It's tough, I understand, but when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of your life, he'll provide for you. He'll give you sustenance, just as he fed Elijah. Amen. And he taught Elijah to get over himself, or Elijah to get over himself, he said, "I'm the only one in Israel." He said, "No, sir, I've reserved 7,000." Having bowed the knee to Baal, and he was in the Elijah learned the spirit of God in the still small voice. Not in the fire or the wind. Elijah learned to hear from God. Elisha realized he needed to hear from God in his day. What does the world need? That will change. The way you answer that will change on or determine, be determined by who you're hanging around. Hmm. What does the world need? Why such an urgency for this spirit? Why do we need it? I'll tell you why. Because John the Baptist told us, he said, When you receive the Holy Spirit, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose fan is in his hand, he will thoroughly purge his floor and he will gather his wheat into the garner, but he'll burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Why does the world need the Holy Spirit today? Because he will convict the world when he comes of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. You don't think the world needs conviction today? You don't think that lost sinners need a glimpse of Christ? If you study the book of Acts, when the Holy Ghost came, the emphasis was on Jesus. When the Holy Ghost came, everybody wasn't texting each other about just the goosebumps they felt last night. They were talking about all the souls they were seeing saved. They were talking about the ones who got a glimpse of Jesus. Let me tell you, what marks a Pentecostal church, if you want to name yourself that, if and I don't have a problem with it, but what's a true Pentecostal church is a church that's seeing lives changed. It's not just a church that's looking for signs and wonders and goose feathers and all the rest of the gold dust and whatever, and the shakes and the quakes. Pastor, I know up in Boston, he was asked when he attended a church revival down in Florida, brownsfield revival they said did you get the shakes (laughs) he's like i don't i don't know if i I didn't get the shakes well they you didn't get it then that's what they told him really he said (laughs) didn't get the shakes but we make it about the happening we make it about the experience we had but when the holy spirit came that's not the need that's not the true need the need, why do we why is such an urgency? Why do we need the Holy Spirit so much? Because people can't be saved without the moving of the Holy Spirit. Our churches can't grow without the moving of the Holy Spirit. Why do we need Him? Why such an urgency? Because your children won't see Jesus. Unless the filling of the Holy Spirit is happening in your life. I'm not saying that somebody or something can't happen miraculously. God's bigger than just us. Amen. But they need. Talking about the need. They need to see the infill. They need to see the Spirit of God filling your life. So they can come to Christ. The world, he said, will be convicted. They will. What does the world need? They need to be convicted of their sin. When the Spirit of God moves, if we're saying He's moving, then truly those signs and wonders, if they're happening, wherever they are, there are signs like a signpost pointing them to Christ. That's why we need it. That's why we need Him. Are you hungry for Him? Are you hungry for the Holy Spirit? I can tell you if you are, are you asking for Him? And are you asking Him Keep on asking. friend has come. I don't have anything to set before him. But because of the man's importunity, persistence, Lord, we still need a move of the Holy Spirit. Mm. It was 1944. Right in the heart of World War II. Some of you may have heard this story listening to the network. I want to share it again. Brother Swaggart's grandfather was the chief of police in Faraday, Louisiana. His grandmother, that he called him, he called her Nanny. Her name was Ada. She, uh, she had been a party girl. Now listen now, she loved to drink, she loved to smoke, and she loved to dance. But when she got saved, hallelujah. Talking about the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We need conviction. The world needs conviction. The drinking left. The smoking left. The dancing left. When He comes in, folk, we're going to change. The drinking's going to go. The sex is going to go. The partying's going to go. I don't need it anymore. I found the answer. The change came into her life. When she got saved, she was attending a little Assembly of God church in Faraday. It was sort of the custom. I pray to God that it's not just your custom to go to church. I pray you're here tonight because you want to be here. I pray you're here tonight because you've found that you know what the true need of your life really is, and that's Christ. I hope and I pray that that's the case, but she's attending a little Assembly of God church, and she started hearing about this blessing of the Holy Spirit that I'm talking about tonight. And the seed began to be planted, and she got hungry. Mm. You know, for all the times you don't see someone get hungry for the truth, it's important that pastors every now and then see somebody who gets hungry for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And they're out there, and they're sometimes few and far between, but praise God, I know that everybody in this building tonight is hungry. For the Holy Spirit. I'm saying that by faith. But she got hungry. And how did she get hungry? The only way you'll get hungry. Listening. And hearing that message preached on. Letting faith be stirred. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. And she was listening to people talk about this blessing. And her hunger for the Holy Spirit just started to grow. And that's the only answer for us today. If we'll keep plowing the ground. Amen the darkness is going to dissipate. If we'll keep plowing the ground, keep planting the seeds, somebody's going to catch hold of the truth. And she got a hold of that, and it created a hunger for the Holy Spirit in her life. And she heard about a Brush Arbor camp meeting. And it was in a beaten town of Snake Ridge, Louisiana. Nobody went to Snake Ridge. Off in the hills, nowhere, who knows where Snake Ridge, Louisiana is. But when you're hungry for God and when you truly see a need, it won't matter where you have to go to find it. It won't matter who's heralding the message and it won't matter what group of people have that message. You're going to find it somehow when you recognize the need. You know, in the Bible, what we're really taught is man's problem is pride. We don't want to admit our need and there's too much of me, there's too much of too much charisma, too much of my facade that has to be broken down. And sometimes he'll test your confidence and he'll test who you're really trusting in by where he acts, asks you to go and what he asks you to participate in to find his glory and to find his presence. And she went to Snake Ridge. Come on. Some of us need to go to Snake Ridge tonight. Find that place. Listen, the gospel... People that hold the gospel high, they're not popular. The church that preaches the truth today, it's not a popular church. But you need to find them. And you need to hang on to them. Because they know what the world needs. She was a lady of elegance. She knew how to dress. And she wouldn't leave her home until everything was just perfect. Right down the line. Every hair in the right place. Right, every piece of clothing just right, every button on tonight I didn't wear my cufflinks. She wouldn't have liked that. They gave me some safety pins. I don't know if you noticed, and if you didn't Now you do. Look at me. But she wouldn't have done that. She had everything just right. She visited that camp meeting though, again, talking about how God will God will take our pride and lower us. Amen. She heard the messages on the Holy Spirit at that Brush Harbor camp meeting and the power of God and what God can do. And one of the evenings, she walked out under a tree in the afternoon. She walked out under a tree in the afternoon and she contemplated. She contemplated. Hallelujah. The messages that were being preached. And she said to the Lord, if this is real, I want it. And right there under the tree in Snake Ridge, Louisiana, the power of the Holy Ghost fell into that Swaggart family for the first time. This was Nanny. This was the one that Brother Swaggart would run to her house and ask her to tell him again the story of how she was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he would come to her again. He'd ride his bike all the way over because he knew he needed something. He knew she had something that he needed, and he'd ride his bike all the way over to her house and had a grandmother he could ask, say, listen, Nanny, I know you told me yesterday, but could you tell me the story again? And she would tell him that story. She'd go put on a pot of coffee, and then she'd be coming right back. And every time he said, she would get to the part where she told him the Holy Ghost would fill her. She would have a church of God jerk. And the Holy Ghost would fill her and flood. her. And Brother Swaggart says those were the moments that he started to get hungry for the Holy Spirit because somebody in his life knew what the world needed. Thankful for those who stirred my hunger for the Holy Spirit. And I just have to thank God for this. But it wasn't until my dad stood on a balcony, my family now, and he looked down at an altar in a camp meeting service and he saw my what would be my mother sitting at an altar. She went through to the baptism with the Holy Spirit and was filled with the Holy Ghost. Prior to that, the Lord told my dad to back off of the relationship. They knew each other. But when she went through to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost told my dad, he said, now you're good to marry her. Come on now. You can give God praise for that tonight. Because that's my story. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for somebody knowing what the world needs. I looked over one day in a Bible college class, and who would be my future wife. I looked over and saw Mary shaking under the power of God. Walked out of a classroom that morning and she came into Brother Bob Cornell's class and she sat over by the wall and she began to cry. And I didn't, nobody asked her to cry. I didn't make fun of her yet. My big voice and jerkish, yeah. So, but it wasn't because of that. She wasn't crying because of that. But the Holy Spirit was all over who would be my wife. And it was the most beautiful thing to me because so many times in my own prayer closet, so many times in an altar, so many times before I had sensed the power of the Holy Ghost, just as I saw it, I said, I know what that is, and that's going to be my wife. You need it tonight. You need the Holy Spirit to take over. Maybe Maybe He doesn't want you to dress the way you're dressing. Miss Nanny, Miss Ada, maybe He wants to change some things about your life. See, that's what we don't want. We're scared if we receive the Holy Ghost, He's going to ask us to do things we don't want to do anymore. Or we're not ready for. If I take that, if I go to that church, I'm going to have to be a part of something that's actually real. I'm not going to be in control of when the church service is over. I'm not going to know exactly what the church, what the pastor's going to say. I don't know if all of a sudden, in the midst of God's people, they're going to have one of those all of a sudden moments where the Holy Ghost shows up. I don't want to be stuck in the midst of a crowd where Sister two shouts too much, starts losing buttons out of her hair, and her dress starts. I mean, I don't want to be in the middle of that. But what if we got the notion that we're not supposed to be in control of everything? What if we let the Holy Ghost have His way? Maybe then the world would have their needs met. We're trying to control too much in the church. You're trying to control yourself too much right now. You ought to let go and let the Holy Ghost have His way. I know He's stirring on the inside of you. I know some of you want to shout. I know some of you want to say, thank you, Jesus. Some of you need to just let go right now and lift your hands and start praising the Lord and tell Him how much you love Him. Tell Him how much you adore Him. Some of you, your life depends on it. You're dying right now. You're not walking the way you ought to. It's time for somebody to stand up and give Him praise. It's time for somebody in the midst of their midnight hour to call out on God and say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know why I'm shouting. The bills are due. I don't have the money. I don't have what I need. I'm not seeing God move in my life. But thank you, God, anyhow. Maybe we don't need to be in control. And maybe he takes over that that tongue of ours. Doesn't want us to be in control. Brother Swagger talks about when he got filled with the Holy Spirit, he couldn't speak in English for days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What the world needs now is the person of the Holy Spirit. We need Him now more than ever before because He's the one who glorifies Christ. How many in this place tonight say I need Him? How many in this place tonight say I want Him? Say I'm hungry for You, God. Say I'm hungry for the Holy Spirit. Lord, we need you in this day and in this hour. We don't have the answers for what ails our nation, for what ails our community, for what ails our family. We don't know where the provision's coming from. But what we know is if we keep on asking for the person of the Holy Spirit, He'll show up and give us what the world needs. Hallelujah. Singers, musicians, come on back. I'm not done yet, but I want you to come on back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are thankful for His presence? Let's just lift our hands up and worship Him. All over this place, thank Him for His presence. Thank Him for His Spirit. Oh God, we love You. We thank You, Lord. This is our story. This is our song. Praising our Savior. Hallelujah. You say, I hadn't seen Him work yet. He said, because of His importunity. Because of His persistence. He kept asking. He said, my family, my friends with me and I don't have what I need to sit before Him. He said, but he got up at midnight and he gave him everything he needed. How much more shall the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? Listen, it's your right to be filled with the Holy Spirit. As a child of the heavenly Father, he says, if your earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, How much more shall your heavenly Father? You say, I don't understand some things about the Holy Spirit. That's because it's a heavenly gift. It comes from above. It means If it's heavenly, it's not earthly. Anybody know anything really in their life that's heavenly? I know my wife. My kids. No. But we really don't, do we? We only know earthly things. When you receive the Holy Spirit as a child of God, it will be great. It will be greater than great. It'll be gooder than good. That's a good word. Because it's the person of the Holy Spirit. And it's a what kind of gift? A heavenly gift. It's not something you've ever had before. It's not something you can fabricate. It's not something you can conjure up. It's not something you can force. All you can say is, Lord, I want the Holy Spirit. All you can say is, Lord, here's our nation. What are we going to do? Lord, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to sweep our church. I need it in my life. I need people to see their need for Christ. And I want Him now. Will you fill me, Lord, with the Holy Spirit? Stand to your feet tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So do you believe it's what the world needs? I do. Do you believe it? Do they need to be convinced of the reality of their sin? Yes. Do they need to be convinced of the reality of their need for Christ? Yes. Then what the world needs is a people in God's family to get hungry for the Holy Spirit, to keep asking until He answers. Jesus performed a miracle in a house where a man was sick of the palsy a paralytic. He came in and was laid before Jesus dropped through the roof. Jesus knew the heart of the Pharisees and He used it to tell them something I want to say to you. Why do we need the power? He said that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, rise, take up your bed and walk. The power of the Holy Spirit makes the efficacy of the blood of Jesus Real. It's that you may know He has the power to forgive sins. That's the purpose of the filling of the Holy Spirit. That's the reason we need His power every day and every hour is because for our service in the kingdom and for souls to be saved, for them to know that they really need Christ, that's what the world needs. We've got to be an instrument that He can use, amen? We've got to be positioned for the filling of the Spirit. How many would say tonight, I want that filling? How many tonight would say, I've never received the Holy Spirit before. I don't know not of what you're talking about, but I sense something in my heart. That's the Spirit of God. You sense it in your heart, saying that you need to receive what this man's talking about tonight. I'll throw in this young man tonight. You do. You need to receive it. Young and old, you may not have ever received the Holy Spirit, but we're not going to mince words. We're not going to hold off. I want to ask you tonight, if you need the Holy Spirit, I want you to line these fronts, and I want you to come now, if you could, as they sing, whatever you feel led, whatever you feel led, if you could. Um, Can you sing, come now, Holy Spirit? Oh, come now, Holy Spirit, and take control. How many say, I need the Holy Spirit? Alright, how many of you tonight, you say, I'm filled. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. But I'm dry. I'm in a dry place. And tonight, this service is for you. If that's you tonight, these altars are for you to come. You say, I need a touch from God. Yes. I need a touch in my life. Hallelujah. I'm in a dry place. I need Jesus tonight. Come to the front and be filled. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Holy Spirit, have your way. Jesus, oh Father, 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 Father. Father. Come on, let Him do a work in you, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! Oh, come now, Holy Spirit, and Hallelujah! Have your way, Lord. Come on, let's lift our hands and worship Him, church. Come on, let's be a place He can rest. Invite Him in. Maybe you have needs tonight. I know all of us do. Lay them at His feet. Lay your troubles down. Let Him take over. Let the river take over. Let the river get in you and you get in the river. Oh Jesus. Jesus. Oh Jesus. Lord, rain down on your people tonight. you were blessed by this message or you need prayer, please email us at faithworshipcenterar at gmail.com.